Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the other verse to take a look at Pact, Wildbow's least appreciated work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Collateral, chapters 4.9 and 4.10. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know whether Alpie ever stops complaining about work and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers to the chapters we are covering. Our summary for these chapters, um, Blake gets back to his apartment where he takes a super hot shower and scrubs out the filth from Pooh's. Um, he returns a call from Paige where they have a pretty intense conversation. The next morning, Fell drives Blake around and they talk about the imp's aura and they also talk about Fell's past. Fell drops Blake off at the Knights of the Basement where Blake asks for help with conquests. He is given some information, equipment, and spells. Um, the Knights also drop him off to face the hyena. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. So Blake... We'll start with he gets to his apartment where he sees a note from his lovely landlord. Um, he takes a really hot shower. Like, and I don't blame him. I would be having that shit up to like almost burning your skin with how disgusting it seemed. Uh, and he used some glamour as well to freshen up. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Everyone deserves a Joel in their life. And like, my concern currently is that Joel deserves a Joel in his life. And I hope that Joel has a Joel, you know? Yeah. I mean, at least he gets to live with himself, I guess. You know? <laughs> but I feel like you buying yourself food and putting lasagna in your own fridge isn't nearly as nice as someone else doing that for That me. is totally <laughs> true. That's totally true. But I'm like, if Joel takes anywhere near good care of himself as he seems to take care of blake then you know he's got a pretty good that's true yeah i'm trying to be optimistic but hopefully he also (laughs) has a joel you know yeah i hope so (laughs) how can you be the joel to someone else today just things to think about you know he's so good Uh, um the showers disgusting like we're gonna talk about Paige, obviously but like first we're gonna talk about how fucking gross this is. <laughs> I talked about last chapter being distracted by how gross everything was to think about the contract. And I'm just like, ew. Ew. It's like, uh, you got on public transportation like that. Oh my god. <laughs> like, fleas everywhere. Just... This is another really great... Um, at least I think he did, right? I guess Fell actually Fell brought him home. Did did he get on public or, transportation? Or did he walk? Maybe he walked. He probably walked. Um I mean anyway, he got some he got some stuff disgusting, right? It's like so bad. It's um, bad. And while Bo reminds me of how bad it was by being like, oh, here's all the fleas and all the everything. Like, the brown spots on his body were fleas and the and the water and it's so fucking gross and just like... <sighs> and then it's like, like... That would make you want to shave your head off, right? Like, just to make sure yeah. you got all the disgusting stuff. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty bad. It's um, And then, you know, once like, I, s- huh? oh, sorry, the very random thing I just thought of um, that it's not relevant really, except <laughs> I'm going to say it because it's, so I remember once I found a, because we have blanket warmers um, up in like the hospital. What's because- a blanket warmer? It's amazing. Okay. It's basically um like picture like a heated um I don't know, like a heated fridge or something um that you l- just keep blankets in. Wow. And it's for patients like to to have warm blankets. Aww. It's like instead of having to put it's it's really nice. It's my yeah. favorite I always tell people it's my favorite piece of hospital equipment um because I mean yeah, it's awesome. That's lovely. Why wouldn't you want a blanket warmer? And they're really great most of the time. Um, I'm guessing, I don't know exactly how this got in there. Because usually, I mean, yeah, they're, oh, no. they tend to be very clean. Oh, no. Uh, but <laughs> um, I remember getting a blanket out for a patient once, um, like oh. when I worked on med surge floor. And there was a fucking flea on the blanket and i was like oh that's disgusting so i did what we usually i mean not that we catch bugs all over the place and everything but if like a patient has bed bugs or something um usually try to catch one in a cup just as proof that they have bed bugs and they need to be on uh isolation um so i caught this flea and brought it to my man or my director i think at the time it was just like there's a flea in the blanket warmer and then she's basically like, oh, that's gross. And then nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened. Classic. Nothing happened. Which I was like, okay. That's um, horrifying. Well, I'm going to not use this blanket. And I'm probably not going to use that blanket warmer. But I'm <laughs> guessing maybe someone who had like, I don't know, like maybe a patient family member if they had like a dog or something, something that had fleas. They just oh. went and grabbed one. Yeah. I don't know. It's unfortunate. I it is unfortunate. I will tell you, majority of the time, like those are totally fine, and I have used. I mean, obviously not if I, they're like the only ones left, or if I actually have work to do. But I totally have used blanket warmer blankets before, and mm. it's lovely because it's like it's like if you put it in like the the dryer and it comes out all warm, <sighs> except it's literally whole job is to have warm blankets. That's so nice. See, when it's you really said nice. blanket warmer, I was thinking of like, like first I was like, oh, do you mean like an electric blanket? And then I was like, that's not what that's called. And then I was like, oh, but like, is this like those hand warmers? Like there's this hand warmers where you like crush them. Oh, and they tr- get warm and they for a get while. warm and whatever. Yeah. And I was like, is this like a blanket that you like crush <laughs> Because it was like <laughs> uncomfortably strong amounts of heat until it dies. Um, but no, we do better. have like we do have like heated blankets at our hospital. Or uh, no, not not even heated blankets. They're heating pads. Mm. Um, and I'm sure it's different at different facilities and stuff. But like ours, it's basically like this big uh, plastic sheet thing that hooks up to um, this tank where you put water in and you plug the tank in and it heats the water up and it circulates through like the plastic sheeting thing and yeah it's not really great to have it just on your skin so we don't put it 
directly on people's skin Mm -hmm. just because it's like a piece of plastic and also if it gets too hot or whatever you know um yeah so we always put but it it is kind of a nice piece of equipment as well Hmm. um but i think there would be yeah i think there would possibly be some issues maybe with heat like heat control and also just like um it's kind of nice if you can reuse some stuff totally um yeah, but in terms of having like crushable things. Right. Also, I mean, hopefully the hospital is not that fucking cold where you need like fucking hand warmers. <laughs> like, well, that's why you I was use like, it hmm, in winter. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a blanket warmer. Um, It's just like a walk in. Well, and it's not a walk in. It's not that big, but it's like a fridge, but, uh, but heats it up. That's lovely. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. It is. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Back to the, the disgustingness. Anyway, back to the gross. Um, so then his eyelids slid open, and that's that's a lot to deal with and think about, and I don't want to. Um, I'm glad that Blake has <laughs> hydrogen peroxide. And then I was like, should I have hydrogen peroxide? Like, is that a thing adults have? Dude, I think hydrogen peroxide's awesome, and not necessarily just because, like, you got to be careful. Because I feel like a lot of people will just use it, like, gung-ho. And just pour it on like all their shit. Like, like if how you got her, yeah, and, 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 like <laughs> that was probably good. I'm not gonna lie because he was fucking disgusting. Um, uh-huh. But like, if you have a, I mean, generally in the hospital, like if you're gonna use hydrogen peroxide, you dilute it like half and half, like with water hmm. or with like um, saline or something, hmm. um, just because it's pretty harsh, you know. Um, so it's it's actually like it'll kill all the bugs. But it's going to interfere with your wound healing. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't. It's, it's just pretty, pretty harsh, you know. Um, so it's like if you're really fucking disgusting, like a really nasty ass wound, go ahead and just pour it on there. But like, um, you know, it just it's strong. So but one thing that it's great for, which I like always tell people this because I think it works amazingly, is getting out blood. Like oh, it's like from so, clothes. Yes. Oh, it's so good for getting out blood. Hmm. Like, it's amazing. Um, and if you're trying to get out blood from things, do not put it under hot water. Rinse it out with cold water, because if you put it under hot water, that's going to actually cause like um, I guess it, it it just causes it to like um seize up in the clothing more. Interesting. And so it makes it harder to get out. Hmm. um so cold water but hell like i'll just pour peroxide straight on there and it'll foam up sometimes you got to do it a couple times but honestly most of the time it gets it like out completely that's awesome does it hurt Mm -hmm. the clothes i not that i've noticed okay cool i mean maybe if you had something real fragile but then again um I'd still rather try to make sure I get all the blood out because blood is a bitch um, to get out of clothes like yeah. without hydrogen peroxide, in my opinion. Um, so at least like, you know, I have my period and get blood on stuff or if I get a cut and get blood on stuff or if I have a bloody patient, you know, <laughs> hydrogen peroxide. It's where it's at. Cool. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems like adults maybe should have it, but they should also know I think so. how to use it. Yeah, I just, I mean, I just like 
if you if you have a wound, don't just pour it in there every day and <laughs> um, expect it to like because I mean it's gonna be fun like bubbling up because you're gonna get some like organisms and stuff in there like like some um you know gonna get some bacteria and stuff in there just because mm-hmm. it's an open it's a wound mm-hmm. but like yeah just be nice to your body you know <laughs> yeah, sure. you could, like dilute it with some with some uh some water or something um and use that to clean if you're real worried but i feel like most of the time if you're at home like you're not gonna have that bad of a wound to where you need to constantly be cleaning it out mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i mean and if you do maybe totally you should go see a doctor <laughs> yeah because like if you need to have if you need to have like yeah wound care changes and like or packing or anything like that Mm. yeah that you kind of want overseen by a doc (laughs) at least for them to tell you make sure like you're doing what's good for for the wound you know totally yeah because i mean different wounds are i mean need different things too so Mm -hmm. anyway (laughs) i feel like this is being very tangenty very early so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's okay we gotta we gotta learn i feel like these stories i'm just like now i know a little bit more about how to clean wounds <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean just like a lot of times soap and water you know is fine but if it, it's if it's really gross sure you can use hydrogen peroxide um i'd still would probably recommend like diluting it but doing it once, it's probably not gonna kill. It's not gonna hurt you mm-hmm. too much. I mean, it actually hurts, like right to use, obviously. But um, <coughs> as long as you're not really doing it more than that one time, like it'll be fine. Cool, I think. But especially if it's something that's looking infected, um, yeah, that definitely helps kill mm. all that gunk. But yeah, yuck. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew. This chapter is just you. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry. Let's go. <laughs> I'm also thinking about the tattoos and like, it's like, I feel like I kind of get what's up with the tattoos, but I want a more direct explanation. You know, like, I feel like the tattoos mm-hmm. are like an indicator of how is Blake? How is Blake's self? And I just, I want... I want like a decipher guide or something. Like I want some sort of clear, like this is what this means. And this is definitely, Mm. I don't know. Well, I mean, we kind of get to see into Blake's perspective as well than to see him figuring it out as well. Right. So that's true. You probably, um, probably will get it along with him as he kind of just figures it out. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like I, I want the moment where it's like very clearly laid out for me. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't know if I'm gonna get it, but that's okay. Well, it's a wild bow story, so not looking great, but you never know. You yeah. never know. He likes to explain neat story building and or world building and shit. You oh, know? sure, but he doesn't tend to like just give it to you on a plate. And totally, it's like here you go, totally. you know. But but yeah, totally. Um, speaking of things that are not handed on a plate that i'm figuring out is like the locket Mm -hmm. um 
or like the glamour, the hair. Yeah. It's like, okay, the hair became more wire-like and it became like spiky or like it made the chain of the locket spiky. Was it the imp that fucked with the glamour that then fucked with the other stuff? Is it just like, is it fusing and becoming more chain-like and wire-like because it's just like, I live in this locket now. This is who I am. Is Mm -hmm. it like, is the locket silver and it's like pissed and it's like, I don't like winter. I don't like this. I feel like it would have reacted faster and probably would have just disintegrated. Um. Mm. But yeah, I like that Blake uses his opportunity to like make the glamour thingies. I'm glad he's keeping up with that, even if the whole like, oh, I'm making this ink stuff is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Someday somebody will be like, hi, what are you doing? <laughs> but it works. I mean, I don't know. He's um, he's good at dis. So I guess I was a little surprised that he decides to use the glamour like in the middle of the night like this. Like you're gonna go Mm. to bed, right? Like, yeah. But I mean, he's trying to feel. He's trying to get more cleaned up and just feel more like better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I could see doing your eyelid and the the gouge in your leg and stuff. But I don't know. When I was thinking about like putting glamour on and then going to bed, I feel like I imagine it like rubbing off in the night, you know? Like going to bed with makeup on. Yeah. I was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So the difference is I feel like if you go to bed with makeup on, you usually feel more disgusting in the morning, or at least I do. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, face is going to break out and I'm, smeared all over my damn face or it's like i'm assuming with glamour uh at least the parts that you want to stay that way like are actually gonna stay you know yeah that, yeah probably um but it is kind of similar i guess it's basically like fairy makeup <laughs> yeah and i mean i guess he probably doesn't like thrash or whatever at night because the whole like physical impact breaks glamour but yeah most people i don't think like yeah i'm just, i doubt like he violently kicked an impact yeah like it's not having the equivalent of being punched in the face while he's sleeping <laughs> you know <laughs> that would suck yeah um yeah, i mean okay. karma wise sure but i could see it but uh but yeah i don't think so i think he's yeah. all right yeah i well speaking of him glamoring things I just find the fact that he wants to glamour over his old scars to be, like, real sad. Um, but also just, like, a really great way of Wildbo getting into Blake's head a bit without it being, like, hello, I have not dealt with my past. All my shit. Right. Yeah. But being, like, hello, Blake has not dealt with his shit. Like, I feel like someone who had totally come to terms with the scars might not want to cover them or might not think about it but blake's like huh i don't have a lot of this glamour yet left but fuck yeah i'm gonna cover these up and it just like i don't know it makes me sad but it's also very relatable yeah it, it it's sad but it's also kind of makes me happy for him at the same time like he he just needs a little bit of a break you know that's and fair. It's like if that's 
if that's enough to help him, like, you know, move on with the, you know, go on to the next day with all the crap he has to do um, and give him a little bit more, like, confidence and uh, help reinforce his self a little bit more. I'm like, you know, I, I don't blame him for it. Totally. All right. We're going to go on to the next part, which is he basically sees uh, Paige is called and Paige. a couple times. Um, are you okay? I've been waiting for this. <laughs> well, he calls her back and they end up having a pretty intense conversation after which he writes a letter to future Thorburn heirs. Paige. Um, so the first time I read this, I was like, Paige, oh my God. And the second time, or like, and then I thought about it and I was like, wait, none of that made any fucking sense. And this is another one of those moments where I'm really doubting myself because I'm like, is this like, this isn't supposed to make sense. And while Bo's leaving breadcrumbs, or is this just like, you know, Pact isn't quite as airtight as pale for instance and if page seems like like if things seem like they're not quite adding up is that just like me not fully understanding the details or you know like like is it me or is it wild bow and that's where i'm at (laughs) um so it's so page lives in toronto for school it seems like and that's chill she has a roommate she's living her life or whatever and then it's like like, Joel is on top of shit, right? Joel knows what's yeah. up. Joel goes to Blake's apartment and hangs out and watches things, right? I think Joel would have been like, hello, Blake, the police were here looking for you. Um, But he didn't say that, which suggests to me that the police have not been here looking for Blake, right? Yeah. But Paige was here. And I don't understand how Paige knows where Blake lives. Um, like none of them had had contact with Blake before grandma, before, you know, the night grandma Rose dies. And then, yeah, it doesn't seem like they had contact after that. I don't understand how she could have known where he lives. Cause I was like, Oh, maybe the police mentioned where he lives, but then what if the police have fucking gone by his goddamn apartment to be like, hello, missing person. Um, but it like they didn't and she came by and I'm like wait what (laughs) um and then she like doesn't come across great in this conversation um yeah I mean I get that she's like stressed and you know one of her cousins is dead and the other one's weird the police are coming around or whatever apparently um and she is just but she just like is like oh like i earned that money and blake's kind of like okay like she just yeah it's like "Eh, it should be mine and i'm kind of like don't you see that it's really toxic and maybe you shouldn't i mean look at the family they've come from though you know know. i mean you're totally right and yeah she definitely does not come off great in that conversation for sure yeah. but um yeah yeah i 
I just I the the thing that really just like stabbed me in the heart or whatever was when he was like I don't know Blake said something and she was like but like you don't know me like we don't know each other like why would you say that like you don't even know me we weren't friends and I was just like what the fuck like she like you're being really shit right now you're being really shit right now and also she was so hurt that Blake didn't reach out to her before he ran away yeah like she brings that up in the house you know also keep in mind she doesn't have to worry about being super accurate when she's talking right yeah I know I feel like this could be just lashing out something right um, but then it also feels like maybe this isn't Paige. I don't know. I don't know. This isn't Paige. I don't know. We're gonna get. We'll get to my like ridiculous prediction <laughs> has to do with Paige this week. So perfect. We can get All into right. it later. Um, All right. But I just it feels it feels off. It feels very off. Um, okay. Hmm. But. It also might just be that, like, she was in one chapter forever ago, and I don't actually know her. Maybe it's like, reader, you don't know me. Um, that could be it. <laughs> but I'm very curious to see what your prediction is going to be. I don't have. Yeah, okay. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. That's fine. Um, I thought it was funny, like, narratively, that Blake fucks up and is, like, mentions that Molly's murdered. Um even though it was like oh you fucked up it was it was pretty funny <laughs> um but then but then yeah so she's like Blake she's like freaked out about Blake disappearing but if she thought that the police were just worried about Blake disappearing and not thinking that he was like a murder suspect why wouldn't she be like oh Blake lives at this address and then the police would go over and look for him there. Um, because again, like, it seems like the police don't know where he lives because they would have showed up. And it seems like she does know where he is and I don't understand how she knows where he lives. Um, and also, but I feel like if you were like, if the police showed up and were like, hey, your cousin's missing and your other cousin kind of went missing and like accidentally froze to death or whatever, I would have been like, oh fuck my cousin lives here can we go check on them if I knew where my cousin lived right yeah this doesn't make sense (laughs) okay um (laughs) I really like that he almost calls her Rose it made me sad but also kind of happy like I feel like he misses rose and it was just like oh yeah you're like arguing with a girl around your age like of course you think it's rose <laughs> and just like oh i don't know i miss her it's been like two yeah. chapters or maybe four i know i miss her um i hope she's okay um yeah but this just yeah this conversation's real tense and funny and Blake's exhausted and making like mistakes but it seems like he's telling the truth and that's he's doing a good job with that um I also really like when Paige is like well what if I go to the police or whatever and Blake's like then I forgive you and I was like damn (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
That's pretty great. So it was a really great line, but it's also like, then he forgives you. Like he he gets it. He gets that this is insane. And I just, ugh. yeah, Blake's pretty wonderful. He's so good. I love him. <laughs> and he loves Paige even when she's being a bitch. Yeah. Yep. Which is a little understandable, but also it's like, you really need to get your fucking priorities straight. <sighs> yeah. Like, and yeah. Uh, definitely not handling shit well, but. Which I'm like, maybe that's another good reason that you didn't get the shit, like the, that you weren't the next heir. <laughs> so maybe you aren't going to emotionally handle all this stuff quite the best way. Right. Maybe, you know, I mean, maybe that's a little bit reaching, but. Yeah. So they he writes a letter. Yes. Before he writes the letter, he also is like, I normally eat standing up. And I'm like, what the fuck, Blake? Like, God damn it. I mean, like, if he eats standing at the counter, I guess that's okay. But if he just stands there with his fucking plate and eats, like, with his plate in his hand, that's like sociopath. Like, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you have a table. Like, sit at it. Like, what's going on? Uh, maybe he, I mean maybe it's just like something he's used to like I don't maybe it, maybe when he was this is this is like big speculation here like nothing here but like maybe when he was homeless like sitting down to eat left him too vulnerable, vulnerable. Yeah. yeah so if he was standing up at least he could like run away move, or right. move if someone this was trying so to depressing. fuck with him yeah every time I'm like Blake this thing about you is sort of weird Johnny is like hey have you considered that you might be a judgmental asshole and i'm like wow i haven't <laughs> considered that <laughs> all right that's a little harsh no that's really you, you're not you're not saying that i just that's how i feel <laughs> no you're fine no it's just a different perspective that's all definitely yes um i guess he was eating with maggie I think he was eating standing, but that felt very like I must eat immediately and I'm frenzied because I don't mm. take care of myself. Yeah. 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 Um, but the letter, um, I really like that he addresses it to Rose, even though it makes me sad. Um, I hope. I don't know. Oh, Rose. Um, it was also like, oh, it seems like he writes out like all the shit that's happened to him. And I'm kind of like, where is this letter? Like, where did you put it? Will someone find it? Like, fuck. <laughs> um, those are my feelings. I mean, I'm okay. All right. Well, in that oh, case, wait, we'll he doesn't the... wait. He didn't mention okay. Briar Girl in the goddamn bullet points. Well, to be fair, he's fucking exhausted. But sure. that's kind of a fuck up. I mean, like, I think it's funny that Johannes was mentioned, even though I haven't fucking seen Johannes in like two arcs, almost three arcs, and we literally just were like, Briar Girl, we'll give you some of the forest if you're like even a little bit chill. And he just doesn't mention that at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe he mentioned it eventually, which is kind of funny. I mean, maybe he'll maybe he'll edit it later if he survives. You know, maybe. <laughs> uh, all right. 
<laughs> um, next, Blake kind of passes out, and but then he wakes up in the morning, and Phil picks him up. Um, ends up trying to make him uncomfortable with his driving. Blake has a really good poker face with that. Um, they end up talking about the imp's aura. Um, Blake also finds out about Fell's past. They drive by the hyena, the hyena's realm and see a bunch of ghosts. Um, before I forget, speaking about the imp, Elliot messaged us and mentioned that the pronunciation of the imp is like pause, 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 pause. Pause. It's two syllables. Pause. Pause. Apparently they pronounced it wrong so many times that while Bo was finally like, can you fucking not? (laughs) Well, you know, if you just had everyone, like, gave everyone easy names like Jerry. Pause. You know, (laughs) we wouldn't have to mispronounce all your stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Pause. Pause. Um, Pause. Okay. We'll try huh. to remember that. All right. Um, We're going to try, but, you know, no promises. Like, didn't he also tell us, like, Patrick was okay instead of Podrick? And that's why we've been saying Patrick. Because I feel like some people have been like, you know, it's not Patrick, right? But I'm pretty sure. Well, I feel like. I think he did message that to us, right? That that was, like, a okay way to say. I don't. Or am I just making shit up? I don't fully remember. What I remember is that in the book, they explicitly are like, hey, Patrick, for like one fucking chapter or whatever. And then they go back to Padraig or Padraig. 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 Um, but I was like, well, if the book's like his name's Patrick, I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> hey, you know what? I mean, that's fine. Uh, speaking of which, God, we need to get back to Jacob's Bell. I'm done with these bitches. Like, like I like the Knights of the <laughs> Basement and stuff a lot. And I'm, you know, Fell's becoming more and more interesting. But I don't. We're not even at that part yet. I didn't talk about the Knights of the Basement. Right? No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like these people. I'm, I'm forming emotional connections to them, but I don't want to. I want to go home. <laughs> I want to go home and find okay. out how you Patrick thanks fucking, everyone up. You should thank your lucky stars that Jacob's Bell isn't your home. Because thank you. Thank you. You would not be wanting to go fucking thank you, home. Lord. Be like <laughs> let me like get get me back to Texas. Get me back to Maui. Like get me to Nebraska. You know, just somewhere that's not not, not, not here. There. Totally. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I don't know, maybe not Nebraska, but Nothing that against Nebraska. Chill. I don't know anything about Nebraska except that Our it's one of those places. Lived there for a bit, right? Yeah, I think so. They had land there. Something about that, like yeah. they just never sold, and then right. they kept having more kids, and so like there was like it had to be sp- it finally got sold, but Did it get had to be sold? split. Okay. I don't know. I'm just assuming. Well, because I think it someone was like, sold it. It wasn't just their land. It was like. Maybe well, it was somebody's get, parents' land because it was like, dad's cousins too, right? It wasn't just our cousins; it was like dad's. Yeah, it's cousins. like it's like thirty people have a claim on this little piece of land. Like everyone's yeah. gonna get like fifty bucks now. <laughs> so it's like just sell the damn thing already. <laughs> like there's literally no reason. Um, <laughs> I was it was a good thought, um, but yes. yeah, it should have should have probably been sold or taken care of a long time ago. Yeah, 
Does this oh, mean we need to get to Nebraska? We out. got roots. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Someday. I mean, would it? Maybe. Just, yeah. you know, stop by. Stop by. Be like, hey, we're like... Uh, What's the, we have Lincoln and then there's... Is it Omaha? I don't freaking know, man. I, like I don't know anything. Omaha is kind of popping. I don't remember which one is supposedly more. Omaha is popping. That's probably the only time in this decade someone has said <laughs> Omaha is popping. Okay. If any of you are from or have been to Nebraska, tell us something nice about it. Yeah, I'm, cool. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but like, you know, I just, it's not is, one of those states you hear a lot about. Is Nebraska and, the state where they have more cows than people? I mean, probably. <laughs> like, let's be okay. real. It sounds like it. I love Which, it. I found. I I heard a good fact that got debunked when I looked it up, or I would have picked it as my fact. So I'm going to tell you all this false fact um, that is basically that uh, cows moo um, in different regional accents, um, <gasps> which would have so been cool. really cool. But apparently. It's not really true. Bummer. I know. Bummer. Um, but, I mean, hell, if you want to believe it, why not? I mean, I don't think it's... We just haven't proved it. All you have to do is find that, like, that one group of cows that moves slightly differently, and then there you go. And then everyone's life becomes better. Whether they know it or not. Let's yep. be like, oh, the, the sun's shining a little brighter. The air's a little crisper. <laughs> I wonder what's going on in the world. And they'll never, they might never know that someone discovered that cows moo in different accents, you know, yeah. regional accents. But, but you will. But you'll because know. I'm sure you're going to keep, keep up with this <laughs> fact, you know. Well, I've also heard that cows have best friends, which is so fucking cute. Oh, I've cute. heard that too. <laughs> so cute. That is really cute. Ah, cows are really cute. Cows are so cool. They're also yeah, really like, fucking big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so true. Big. That's. I feel that's like a, a lot point. of animals are a lot bigger than I thought they were. Because you, know you see, mean? like, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's different seeing a picture versus like seeing them in person and being like, mm-hmm. oh, this thing could easily kill me. It's so big. Yeah. I I was terrified by a cow when I almost got hit by one in my car. Right. That's right. So scary. I in, I'm I'm glad. I still don't know if my parent, if like our parents, believe me. <laughs> but I was driving just to tell all you guys um, on Maui. I was driving back um, from like a, uh, it was like a get, uh, it was like a family friends get together thing, and um, I think I was stayed back a little bit later than my parents because a couple of my friends were there, and I was driving back at like eleven at night. And uh, driving across from our <laughs> on the highway um, from our old elementary school, Kamali, and there are a couple of cop cars parked on the side of the road. And Hawaii has like a stupidly slow speed limit, so I was like, "Oh, I better slow down." And I was like going thirty, which is not, yeah, which I want to say was around the speed limit of that area on the highway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a fucking cow. <laughs> That like wasn't it like almost a bull? Like it was no, it no, it wasn't was it even a, a bull. It was, it was a cow. It was just a cow. 
that I guess like because we have like there's grazing lands that are all over the place. I guess that somehow it had got over the fence or whatever, and it was like by the elementary school commonly. Um, and something about my black Nissan pickup truck just <laughs> freaked her the fuck out, and she just charged at like <laughs> my car, and I just like kind of freaked out and pushed on the gas and just like maybe like six inches like <laughs> it was close okay and that could have done some fucking damage and then i mean i guess i get why but i was really it, i mean, I went home and you know <laughs> my parents were like asleep and i like barge and was like i almost just got hit by a cow and they were just like oh that's nice <laughs> you know <laughs> and they were like let me go to sleep and i was really like you know i was hoping there would be something in the news about an escaped about cow, cow. <laughs> and just so i could have some vindication and i mean i get you know i guess i get it. yeah it's hawaii like there's not a lot i i feel like they could have fit that in somewhere, but I'm guessing no one called to report an escaped cow to Maui News. True. Um, and so no one, no one knows except, I guess me and Malia believes me. I do. So, yeah, I've always believed but you. I, I appreciate that because <laughs> you know, it just starts making think that you're making stuff up. But <laughs> no, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. I'm just glad I didn't get hit by the cow. I don't know how insurance would have covered that, but anyway. (laughs) Anyway, um, I appreciate the prompt. (laughs) Right. That's right. I appreciate that um, Blake confirms that a goblin seems like it should be easier to deal with than an abstract demon. Like, I felt like I was going nuts. And he was like, let's deal with the goblin first. And I was like, yes. But I guess, like, narratively we do go to meet the knights before we go to deal with the goblin so that is justifying the structure oh okay yeah, of yeah all I guess those conversations true. beforehand mm-hmm. um but yeah oh fell fell's backstory let's talk about this um, yes this sucks practitioner yeah. families fucking suck they do you should someone should have been like the knowledge is not worth it. I don't know. Like someone should have been like, "Hi, don't do this." Like, yeah, like fucking stop. Because, like, I can totally see. Like, I mean, I guess knowledge is not wisdom, and that's important. But I feel like with like yeah. Solomon, the story when you're like, you know, a little Christian or maybe Jewish kid. I don't know if they have the exact same interpretation or whatever. But it's like, oh yeah, Solomon asked for wisdom, and that's why he got all this cool shit. And like, you should ask for wisdom because wisdom's better, and it'll make you awesome. And um, I could see my twelve-year-old self who thought she was like better than everyone else, being like, "Yeah, I'll take knowledge. I can handle whatever." I'm like, no, you can't. Yeah. I'm like, no, you fucking can't. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But it does suck. Most of his family's dead because they do whatever conquest wants and and the, the uh, his brother was the 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 guy in Maggie's story right? and that was just like ah! I know. <laughs> like uh, uh, I guess at least he's free yeah and his the sister I want to know who this is and if we ever meet her cuz that sounds kind of cool yeah 
Um, well, yeah, it just sucks. I don't know. It does. Yeah. And then it was like, Rose is shackled like fell. And I was like, like fell? Like, that's a lot. Um, That seems real bad. Um, Yeah. It seems like we have to defeat Conquest because we got to get out of that situation. (laughs) Yeah. No, it fucking sucks. Yeah. It's a bad situation. It's not great. Um... But yeah, we're driving around and we see the half-eaten ghost lady. And my question is, why haven't we used the term Echo yet? <laughs> um, because I don't know reasons. <laughs> I mean, Blake's Blake probably. I mean, it probably would take Blake a while to get used to change everything over like to echo in terms of ghost because he's used ghosts his whole life for that kind of thing um and then fell i don't know he just says specter so right it seems like well it seems like specters are like damaged echoes Mm. um who follow the goblin guy around because or the hyena around because he's eaten part of them and they can't rest and that sucks so bad (laughs) Except they don't. They can't. I'm what I'm like. Wait, they don't rest if they're echoes. Yeah. Like echoes aren't spirits. They're just. I mean, they're spirit. They're spirits. They're not souls. Does that make sense? Yeah. So they don't need to be put to rest. They just need to stop existing. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, most people would say you can't eat ghosts either, but, you know. Um, I feel like the Ghostbusters would disagree. I actually haven't seen that movie in a really long time, oh. but I feel like... Is Ghostbusters is it- canon to this universe? Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um... <laughs> I feel like if you can eat ghosts and Ghostbusters, you can eat ghosts and pale. There's your title. <laughs> it's a little long. Well, yeah, we'll think about it. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm Fell's really growing on me. I mean, obviously, there's like the this bit of sympathy, and it's just really like it's so fucking rude, but it's also really funny when he's like, "Do you want me to wait for you?" Or whatever. And he's like, yeah, wait for me. Yeah, please. And then he just drives off immediately. I was like, this is such a fucking dick's move. Like, oh my god. Yeah, that's pretty dicks, man. Uh, That was so unnecessary. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah. It's pretty funny, though. It was so fucking rude. I love it. (laughs) Wow. On that note, Blake gets to the Knights of the Basement headquarters, which is a great name. Uh, Blake tries to get them to help with conquests. Um, he ends up getting information, equipment, and spells, and learns a bit more about the Splinter Demon. Splinter! Um, I liked how he got their attention, kind of. Like, oh, I want to stop conquest. But then the the chapter, they were just sort of like, oh, like, conquest isn't our enemy. He's just a problem. Which is, like, fair. But 
Um, I don't know. I guess it is intriguing to be like, hello, I would like to stop the Lord of this area. Yeah. Um, I also, when he's like, comments on their name and says something about board games and they're like, yeah, sort of. I'm like, was this like a fucking D&D group and they all awoke together? Because that's incredible. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I really love it. But it, like thinking about who these people were before the splinter, like, I wonder if the Knights of the Basement isn't really their name. I feel like maybe they kind of even mentioned that at one part. But like, I feel like they've just been so splintered and so broken and so degraded um mm-hmm. like maybe they weren't dabblers you know like maybe they knew and remembered and had different things that they did they were like we used to have lives and it was just like ah. i know it's so awful and like the concept of like the i think his name's nick nick's son's girlfriend yeah um, i think it's is it marnie marcy it? marcy yeah how like she lost too many people that she was connected to and she just sort of like wandered off and he's like i can't remember her face and it's just like eh. i know <laughs> it's so <laughs> awful it's just so awful um i mean i'm like excited <sighs> to confront this thing but i'm just so sad <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, the Knights of the Basement are really cool and sad and seem like stand-up people. And yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting them going through the different players in Toronto. And I don't have like a ton to say about any of them necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The Eye of the Storm is really freaky, and we're definitely going to come into conflict with that at some point. Okay. Yeah. No, definitely. They went over a lot of information about those people and everything. Right. I just, Um, like, I I found it all really interesting. I'm just not sure if there's anything that's necessary for the moment. Um, I mean, it seems like the Sphinx and the Astrologer... Or two of them are important. And then the Eye of the Storm are probably the most important ones. The Shepherd sounded really neat and possibly useful in a situation where you're dealing with Echoes. But then again, Echoes aren't souls. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then toward the end where Blake's like, the propaganda had a point. I was like, no, Blake. (laughs) Except then the propaganda apparently asked the question that I was sort of thinking about, I think, um, maybe last week or the week before but like the idea of like if the diabolists don't bind the demons who will like yeah does trying to deal with and hunt down i mean like i guess maybe if you absolutely will never do anything other than like destroy demons you're not a diabolist but if you're trying to like bind them it seems like you are and so Hmm. who and a lot of these things are too powerful um, to just yeah. straight up destroy. So mm-hmm. how do you deal with them? That's a good I question. 
is hard. Um, and then at the end of the conversation, where Blake like fucking hits on Nick super hard, like, <laughs> like I know it wasn't necessarily supposed to be romantic, but it was just this like fucking smooth ass line where it's like, "You gave me your gun." don't suppose you'll give me your name and i was like this is like super badass cowboy shit but it's also just like i don't know this sounds like a pickup line like i love it so much that's hilarious <laughs> i did not th- i did not think of that until you said that um that that's pretty funny <sighs> yeah that's pretty damn funny it was amazing i um my summer internship ended this past week and so i had to say goodbye to one of my friends who's she lives in arkansas and she was you know in Austin for the summer and um I went and you know, gave her a hug and stuff and then I said like oh we can still be friends and then I like laughed and I was like it sounds like I'm breaking up with you <laughs> and then every single thing then my the our other coworker and friend started like listing off a whole bunch of like cliched breakup things that would also relate to the situation <laughs> of like our job ending and us moving back to you know where we live it was just really funny that's funny yeah. <laughs> that's we can good. still talk and like <laughs> this doesn't change <laughs> anything i don't know just a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> oh, we'll geez. always have the summer <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> it was really ridiculous that's great all right well on that note um basically we end uh this chapter with, uh, Teddy, one of the knights, drops Blake off at the hyena's realm. Um, Blake interacts with some echoes. Yeah, I have like very small amount of notes in this section because I was mostly just like, what is happening? Um, <laughs> he has a chain. He has quieting runes. He has a gun. And then it's like this one echo freaks out and starts following him and makes him feel like the pain of some horrible accident and then he runs up into a tree and then there's a child that he noticed earlier who's like wearing a hoodie but i think it's a ghost child i don't know and then but it's not a hurt ghost child hmm and it disappears and the the hyena is like down there and sees him or some shit and i was like well this sucks i don't know i don't think he's safe in the tree i don't know (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like there's a chance maybe like the child isn't an echo and I'm just wrong. <laughs> but what do, you, what do you think it would be otherwise? Some random kid that just is, is literally there trying to run away. <laughs> yeah, I guess that doesn't really make sense. The thing that makes the most sense is if it's an echo, because it reminds me of the kid who like the echo who would run in front of the car or whatever. That Verona was chasing. Um, yeah. So it probably is. I just. I okay. felt like I was kind of overwhelmed by the details in that section. And wasn't totally sure if I was understanding it correctly. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, now we're going to go on to our pale in comparison section. Um, yay. So I know you wrote down possibly talking uh, comparing how um, you talk to innocents about practice-related things. Um, if I also might say compare 
fell driving to Matthew's driving. <laughs> huh. I have to remember Matthew's <laughs> driving now. Um, I feel like Matthew is like steady and reliable, you know? Yeah. He's, he's going to go and you you can ride in the back and you're going to be pretty safe. pretty good for having your eyes gouged out, you know? What? Well, you know, because he like he technically doesn't have like eyes, right, Matthew? Because he's heartless. Remember, uh, I thought they grew back. I thought he just had like dark, I think so. dark eyes. I don't I didn't think, think so. He didn't have eyes. What? Because <laughs> he had he freaking had to get like his parents made him gouge him out. For the practice. Do I just like not remember this at all? Um, yeah, that I'm just making shit up for my, my my brain, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't have eyes. If you, if you Google I mean, Matthew like- Pale, you'll get an industrial hygienist. <laughs> there you go. No. <laughs> um, industrial hygienist. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's Matthew and Pale. That's too, that's pretty fucking broad. Hey, I Googled, what was it? Like God Boy Pale and Ulysses came up. Okay, Matthew Moss. Blur, 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 blur. Age, question mark. Appearance. Oh, okay. Oh, it says to to the site, his eyes are permanently in shadow. Shadow. I still took that at least as to be his. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, Pretty sure they, like, his parents made him gouge his eyes out. Um. Do you not remember that part? I was making shit up. No, I believe you. Um. I mean, feel free. Again, I'm not great at at picking up on details in Pale, and I haven't reread that part yet. Those tiny details of (laughs) gouging your eyeballs out. Well, is this like Edith? chapter or did he tell a story i think so i think it's an edith's interlude um okay i mean i I could i could have miss uh i could be misremembering but no i'm said i feel like well because i thought with heartless like the stuff will come back eventually maybe i don't know see that's one detail i probably missed well like when he like kills the guys or does whatever with the people who bound edith he like removes his sense of empathy or something, and he's like, "I'll feel horrible about this later," because mm. like it was going to come back. Um, I don't know if that refers. Ah, uh, that's, that's true. the same with your eyes. Um, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure we'll find out when someone comments and tells we'll me when out. I'm wrong or <laughs> vice versa. You know, it's fine. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, he's a, you know. 13-year-olds can ride in the back of his truck and he's going to be great. Whereas Fell is like, I hate you, Blake. And I'm going to drive real fast. <laughs> drive real fast. Real, real fast. And I'm going to ask on you ice. what you want. On ice. Uh, on ice. Explicitly do the opposite of what you ask. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. Um, be begrudgingly impressed by your evident not giving a fuck about how dangerously I'm driving. <laughs> uh, 
Which yeah. I love because it's like you could tell Blake is bothered by it because he keeps mentioning it. Like he's still oh, yeah. not slowing down. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, I'm not fucking giving you the satisfaction. And then it's he's like, just like, I ran a motorcycle. <laughs> and then he's just like, all right, fine. I'll go back to normal speed. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> I like them. I almost wonder, since he's not allowed to do anything to hurt himself, uh, if he'd gotten in a car accident and hurt himself. What would that mean? I wonder if there's some sort of um, intent requirement, you mm. know, because presumably yeah, if yeah, an accident happens, um, I don't know. That's true. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, on that note, I suppose we'll go to Malia's bold and specific prediction. Woo! So the thing I've written down is weird and I don't have this fully fleshed out. Okay. My prediction is that that's not Paige. (laughs) I'm wondering if somehow that's like a version of Paige that was influenced from like Rose's version of Paige who was more of a bitch. Hmm. The thing though is like it, it probably can't be an other practitioner because she was saying things that I don't see how they could have been true for other people to say about like deserving the money and stuff. Hmm. Um, but it feels like there are a lot of logical things about that, that weren't adding up and maybe it's just like, Oh, she can literally lie. But like, how could she have gone to the goddamn apartment? This is That's where I'm some at. Sneaky shit. Yeah. All right. So it's not Paige. It's a trick of some kind. <laughs> it's it's not really Paige. It, she's either been like changed, uh, with the magic, or it's the someone disguised as Paige because we didn't see her. I don't know. Okay. We didn't see her. Joel didn't know her name because he didn't write it down. Glamour exists. I don't know, man. Okay. All right. Um, I like it. <laughs> it is bold and specific. I'm trying. All right. Okay, y'all. Um, it's just me recording the discussion question answers this week. Um, so here we go. The Discord was kind of a mess, and I'm going to try my best to pluck out all the answers that I can find from within it. Um, it was really fun week of discussion but some of these i'm not entirely sure if they're actual answers um speaking of blake tall asks if they can take Dwayne the rock johnson as their familiar um and that they would also settle for saint peter and i had to shout this out because i fucking love saint peter and yes i mean this is op and not really the point but also yes um alex v Hadn't finished listening to the episode, didn't know what the discussion question was, but decided to preemptively answer with with the Haley Comet or the Moon. Both of those, totally fair. Excalibur says that they would go up to northern BC and find a small jade boulder. Um, and they would carve it into a stone anvil. And they would make it their implement. They might even want to do this even if they weren't forced to choose a stone. They think that the Declarative aspect of this anvil is an intent to make things and also planning and precision um, without focusing on them. 
there's a lot in this discussion question, so I'm skimming over it a little bit, but it's really interesting. Um, they think the authoritative aspect an anvil is first and foremost a surface. Um, you can draw diagrams. Um, there's flatness. Other things conform to it. There's a lot of issues um, surrounding that. It's all pretty interesting. And then there's a whole big conversation about anvils and how mobile they are, which was fun <laughs> and <laughs> interesting. Um, and I learned a lot about anvils. Spinagon says that they would take the spirit of the Tungusa, nope, the Tunguska meteoroid. Um, supposedly it disintegrated in the air, but probably left a pretty strong spirit. Um, and only the Chichilub could defeat them if they had this. I'm very sorry about my pronunciation. Okay. A bird would take the spirit of perfect skipping stones, which is adorable, and I love it so much. Solid, dependable, fun for periodic use. Um, but maybe there could be some sort of like Goliath righteousness, but Captain America style stone. Um, they think that it would lead them more toward solidity and doing the right things at the right time. Be able to get around some of that mobility aspects um, and be able to mean something to a stranger at the right moment, like finding that perfect rock. Um, a precious moment, but that's not meant to be hoarded. Um, I think that's adorable. Um, Elliot would choose the Philosopher's Stone because reasons. Or a Goron because reasons. <laughs> Koro starts thinking about regional rock spirits, like a little pebble beach on the shore of Lake Ontario and that looks like a dull gray from far away. But when you get up close, you can see there's bright red granite and smooth lumps of quartz and green and blue and purple all scattered among it. I think that borrowing from the site would be kind of similar to borrowing from Snowdrop site and um, being able to look at things and seeing interesting things brought out when you get to look at them up close. Yeah. There's also a thought about famous fossil beds and other sorts of things like that, that could be associated with uh, looking for rocks in the ground. <laughs> um, kind of a longer post again, but also super, super interesting. Moving on to Reddit, um, Maisie One says that as an Aussie, they think that their first thought for a f as an Aussie, their first thought for a famous rock was Uluru, um, but they think that since they're not indigenous from the area or have ever been there, that's probably a bad idea, and probably better suited better suited to some sort of domain combo. Um, so they might choose the Tenterfield Weather Rock, which is a relatively famous landmark near them. It's a big rock but they could still carry it around, which is important for an implement. They think they would get on well with the sardonic wit that this rock would probably possess, and they could walk around together, always intimately aware of the current weather. They hope that this rock would help them not miss obvious things. Um, they tend to get into their own head and overcomplicate things, and Tenti, this lovely rock whose name they might choose, could be around to point out obvious things like, you know, rocks. Tizarat says that they would choose a piece of rock containing the fossil of a Spinosaurus tooth, um, which might not be famous, but cool if you're a paleontologist. 
um, hoping that it would give them qualities of longevity, history, and research or insight into the past. Um, and they think that for a familiar, it'd be really fucking cool to have a 16 meter, 7.5 ton carnivore on their side. For those of you who don't know, apparently the Spinosaurus is the largest terrestrial carnivore carnivore known of, which is pretty cool. They could also swim. Um, Maisie one agrees that Spinosaurus is objectively the coolest dinosaur. So the more, you know, um, it seems like beard of valor is a bit skeptical about any benefits that a rock familiar implement could possess, which fair, I suppose. Um, however, there might be some merit to a rock implement familiar. And they talk about, um, Clem as an example. Um, she has a super hyper narrow focus, um, when it comes to like her awareness. And so maybe someone who similarly has a super narrow focus could use something like a rock, which is just, you know, a blunt, uncomplicated rock, um, to help kind of curb the super preciseness, um, could give the practitioner more control simply by blunting the influence where the influence is so sharp and narrow like Clem's thing. Um, as a pet or familiar, could be like a release valve event or a pressure release for the divine influence. The bee vampire admits that they might be stretching the prompt a bit because they're talking about a statue, but this statue was carved out of a single rock. Um, they would pick the monolith, which is a 17 meter tall statue depicting human figures clinging together in Frogner Park. Um, it's one of the most famous rocks in Norway. And apparently their great grand uncle owned the land the original stone was brought out of, which is really freaking cool and definitely would give you better claim over it um, than just, you know, some other rando. It has symbolic ties to humanity, resurrection, and spirituality. Um, they would use it as like a stationary power source and a focal point for large scale practice and um, could possibly gain some cool power from the human attention it receives and definitely potent for the practice connected to its symbolic value and themes like humanity, maybe resurrection, that sort of a thing. Oh, and we're going full circle because apparently Beleg Tall also commented on the Reddit post, lol, um, with the same joke. Um, and then says that they would probably take the spirit of Newfoundland because, you know, why not? Um, they'd love to integrate their practice with the fun and unique culture and the beautiful landscape. Um, <laughs> and they have crossed out, not to mention the greatest tinker tech the world has ever seen. So we'll just leave that there. Um, but thanks, y'all. This was fun. So our discussion question I just thought of, and feel free to nix this, literally just based on something ridiculous we were just talking about. Um, What are your best pickup lines slash breakup lines? (laughs) Feel free to share them. It'll probably be entertaining. You can make them pale themed or (laughs) packed themed or just... Just tell us, you know, what 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 your best lines are, you know? I was going to say, Funny definitely hero. extra points for other verse yes. themed. Extra, pers- extra points for other verse themed lines. Um, we want to we see, like, you know, how you, you know, get your groove on Heck yeah. to your preferred get your groove person, you know? Off. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you pick up? 
your chicks or dudes or folks non-binary crews <laughs> i was trying to th- i was like it's kind of close to the thing people say sometimes but you know mm-hmm, i don't mm-hmm. know whatever just your your peeps how you get that hottie we yeah. want to know and then how we do you dump know. that hottie <laughs> yeah and then how do you dump that hottie for the next hottie be like oh tch, sorry Savage. we can we can be friends uh while I go score some hot points with that sexy ass mofo over there, you know. Well. Yeah. <laughs> uh. On that note, I remember like I, I, I just I remember one pickup line I thought was really funny uh, in like junior high or whatever. Um, and I just realized it's probably gonna be a little bit hard to describe this, but it's basically like, you know, you stand next to somebody and this is really stupid by the way, but you should already know that. Uh, <laughs> but it's basically asking if you were a pirate, would you wear your parrot on this shoulder and you gesture at your shoulder or this shoulder and you put your arm around the person and, <laughs> like <laughs> on their other shoulder. <laughs> oh, that's so dumb. So dumb. I loved it. I loved it. So there you go, guys. There's a freebie pickup line for you uh, that guaranteed to, uh, well, get some kind of a reaction. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what what else can you ask for? Really, guaranteed reaction. You know, any attention's positive attention, right? Sure. I mean, not really, but that's what some people think. So if you're one of those people, that this pickup line's for you. <laughs> It worked in junior high to make people laugh. So, um, <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. You can also check out our website at doofmedia.com to learn about all the cool shows on the Doof Network. If you'd like to support Wildbow as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash wildbow. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, Check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. All right. This is a weird fun fact. Um, and I, I have not verified this myself. <laughs> I was say. But I'm just going to choose to believe it's real because it just seems really funny to me. Um, apparently, most toilets flush in E flat. It does make the world a more magical place. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like it does. Um, and if you Google it, that does come up quite a few times. Hmm. Um, I don't know if they're real accurate links, but (laughs) you know, the internet can't lie to you. So yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm to be fair, most of the time a toilet flushing sounds about the same. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure it has a similar chord. If it's not E flat, you know, (laughs) what, what else would it be? I think it's E flat. 
definitely. That's what that's what they told me. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, have fun. I guess analyzing your toilet flushing, everyone. <laughs> and have a great week. Bye.